0: The following is a paid presentation on News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580
0: CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory.
1: Another special day today, Mr. Rushforth. Is off. Dora is here. Hello, great day in the studio. Isn't it great? Look oh. at the smile on Frank. Oh, huh? it's so nice looking across <laughs> and seeing Dora. Hello. <laughs> mm. Too much for Paul to work two weeks in a row, I guess, Yeah,
0: huh? Yeah, he's, he needs a break. Gotta have a sure. Break. He's, he's getting older. Sure. He's tired. For Apparently sure. he had
2: some cottage party on Wednesday. Yeah, we
0: Still did. We probably... had a fantastic uh, brokerage party at uh, Paul's cottage on Wednesday. uh, Olympics. It was terrific. Great time.
1: Who was selling houses?
0: Oh, (laughs) 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 just uh, just a couple hours. Is it the (laughs) (laughs) as she bails?
1: (laughs) Is this the time of year you can take some time? Though things are pretty slow.
0: Uh, things are slowing down, certainly slowing down um, as a result of you know, the Bank of Canada interest rate hikes and everything else. And right now this week, uh, loads of vacations are happening and and you know a lot of uh, people are getting ready for kiddos to go to school and that sort of thing. but uh, the the houses are still selling. there are still homes that are active and I think right now if anyone has a rate locked in, um, they want to capitalize on that before. Time expires on that, so definitely what would those slower. Rates be if
2: you were locked in, depends. I mean, in June rates were in the fours, and now they're in the fives. So, uh, but again, they're expiring quickly, and the inventory, as much as it's better than it's been over the last little while, it's still limited, and um, you know, people are people are very conscious of of yeah. feeling like they don't want to overpay because they're already unfortunately going to be stuck with a high interest mortgage so they want to make sure that they're getting good value for the dollar today. Yeah,
0: there is there is more supply that has uh, that has come along but with fewer buyers, right? So it feels like the people who are out there who are willing to take on the interest rates who are willing to take on the risk who aren't, you know, as um, as prone to waiting to see how things balance out, for them there's a little bit more like the the market conditions are a little bit better than they could be. But all in all, we're seeing a lot of people back at the sidelines like we did uh, at the end of last year just because there's just no confidence in what the interest rates are going to do. And so that's that's a, sort of a pause on the market in general.
1: Yeah, now we got to wonder about what's going to happen September 6th because inflation at 3.3%, so it's up a little bit. I guess we're just going to wait for the GDP numbers now? That's, a,
2: that's it. I mean, the GDP numbers come out in early September right before the Bank of Canada announcement uh, there's still. Most economists are saying it's still a 50-50 chance that they leave it the way it is. Um, the core inflation figures weren't so bad. I mean, the numbers change because of fuel costs that uh, change year over year. And again, I mean, they're doing this year over year. If they were doing this over a six-month period, then the inflation number would be much healthier. Uh, last month and even this month, I mean, you know, um, shelter accounts for uh, a 31% increase. So take the shelter cost away and inflation is very close to 2%. So, you know, but if they're going to continue to include the calculation and do it year over year the way it is, we've we've still got another 4 months or so of, you know, expect that inflation number to come in anywhere between the 2.8 that we saw last month and the As high as three point five, especially fuel costs continue to go up. So you know the major cause of inflation is right now? Well government spending and government spending. Yeah. Yeah. So both of those two are are really the cause of inflation. So
0: you know, the the interest rates right now really are sort of pushing people, like borrowers to the brink of of everything. So much. But it's
2: not only mortgage rates, it's you know, you see all these videos of people that are renting. I mean, I just saw Mm. one this morning. That Derek Artichuk shared with me, a lady that's making $34 an hour, and she's struggling to make ends meet on a month-over-month basis. I mean, that's that's insanity that somebody has to feel like they're just barely making ends meet, making $34 an hour. Yeah, and you're not getting ahead. And and not getting ahead, just barely surviving. Just barely making ends meet, and that's, I don't know. I mean, there is... you know, the more people I talk to, the more they're just distraught at what is going on, at the amount of taxes that we pay, at the cost of everything, and and, and the fact that a lot of them feel like nothing is being done about it. Like, as Canadians, we tend to just sit back and not, where in other countries they would be, you know, demonstrating everywhere. And in Canada, we just take it, and that's... We just maybe keep adding to just that carbon nature. tax. <laughs> well, again, let's talk about the carbon tax. I mean, here's a carbon tax... That is supposed to help, but then our roads, the taxes that we pay on our gas to keep the roads good, aren't looked after. So now instead of people buying smaller cars that are better on fuel and, and, and better for the economy, they can't because you can't drive. You feel like you're off-roading all the time, yeah. even in a bigger vehicle. So, so it's like we have all these headwinds and somehow nobody's doing anything about it, which yeah. is unfortunate, hmm. including interest housing. Well, Housing's another I one. Mean, I mean, yeah, did, but they don't want housing to take off No, right no now. No, no, no well, but let's let's bring let's, in a million people but not build houses. Like, it doesn't make any sense. That's
0: the challenge that for years during the pandemic when the interest rates were low, we talked about, you know, the the biggest obstacle in housing was the lack of inventory or the amount of inventory we had. And right now we're talking about, you know, the prices, but really the inventory problem has not disappeared at all. in it's fact getting it's worse, yeah. it is getting worse. So there are fewer buyers and you know in July in, in um, for the city of Ottawa the number of sales, the volume of sales was down, but the inventory is is really not all that high. So if a if the interest rates changed, if buyers felt the optimism, you know we had the surge of, of um, activity in the spring, loads of optimistic uh, buyers that were taking advantage of that rate hold if that rate hold held, we would be in an inventory crisis right now, yeah. and so that's that's the challenge. Ultimately, is you know we're not really sure what's going to happen.
1: But is the problem high interest
2: rates, or is the problem qualifying? Well, are both? People, a- are people a- on what the- is it stress test both- is
0: eight percent or something? Yeah, yeah
2: eight seven and a half eight percent nine percent? If you're looking for a line of credit, your stress test is almost ten uh, yeah. percent. Is there a scenario where you ever see interest
1: rates going that high? Uh, moving Ooh. forward, yeah, seven, eight percent.
2: I would never say never to anything anymore. anymore? now based on what I've <laughs> but seen. But they wouldn't let it get to that. Two they? years ago, if you had said Ooh. to me two years ago that we'd be here today with interest rates in the fives and sixes and prime rate at seven point two percent, I would say you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. Yeah. There's no way that's going to happen. So, uh, but that's a miscalculation on behalf of our government officials, okay. uh, including the Bank of Canada, who let inflation run away. Because they were dealing with the COVID and not focusing on the other factors, which could have been – this whole high interest rate could have been avoided had they started to put their foot down earlier as opposed to coming out and telling Canadians to go ahead and borrow lots of money right. and because it's the interest free rates and were, telling them the interest I mean, rates are going to stay low for right. a long, long time. Well, we were
1: told so. in 2023 that it would be – the end of 2024, well, On 20, interest rates 20,
2: The end of 2021 is when they said, Canadians, go ahead, borrow. Yeah, that's like, right. you got lots of time. Like, But it's they did be say until 2024. Time. They said likelihood of, yeah. of rates starting to go up yeah. gradually in 2023 into 2024. Yeah. yeah. And that started, well, unfortunately, put... early 2022. And so it's that's put people
0: started. in a really, really tricky position. And not and only people see... in
2: variable. And I keep hearing it's, yeah. wow, people shouldn't have taken variable. At well, the time, no. it was yeah. a different world, though. No. Well, it's but not historically... only that. But since 20... So since Prime started to go up yeah. a year ago, let's say yeah. a year ago is when it really, really started to... You know, because there were a couple of smaller increases. Then there were the big increases last summer and last fall. Since then, how many Canadians had their mortgage come up for renewal? You took a five-year mortgage in 2017. You didn't anticipate that in 2022, your interest rates would be 1% or 2% higher. Right. And now anybody that took a mortgage in 2018... They didn't take a variable. They had a fixed mortgage. Now their mortgage coming due in twenty twenty three. They're they're having to renew in the fives where they're coming off of twos and threes. Like, that's not their fault. And and it's gonna happen likely for anybody that got a mortgage in twenty nineteen, because before the rates start to come down, we're probably well into twenty twenty four before we really start to see them come down. I think so. uh, drastically, yeah. So, they're so. even talking 2025 now. Well, 2025 wow. will be the big drops. That's... I think everybody feels like 2025 we're going to see the bigger, bigger drops. Now, again, it's How an election year. How much credence do we put into these? but it's well, it is an election year. year. It is an election year, and I think too.
0: And if you think the volume of sales in all of Canada that happened in 2020, yeah. a lot of those mortgages are going to be coming, coming
2: up. up at one and a half, and now right. you go into five and a half, yeah. six so, percent. Then can't do it. That... It's chaos. But yeah, like what? Yeah. What happened in the U.S. in 2007, 2008? That's likely to happen here well, if interest rates stay where they are. I mean, yeah, not, if they all come due at the same amounts, time, which a lot of them well, will. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So
0: yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's your biggest asset, right? Biggest asset, biggest liability. And so, if that happens, I don't. I don't I'm not really sure what's going to happen to uh, the housing market in general. Yeah, you talk this- about
2: inflation and shelter cost in 2025. If people yes. are coming off of. Ooh. One and a half or one point eight percent mortgage now into five percent mortgage. You you want to talk about inflation? Well plus 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 mm-hmm. everything
0: plus, else, plus, that of costs, course, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Well I think too, and, and and sort of getting back to what we were saying, it's really difficult to get ahead right now. So anyone who has any bit of extra anticipating that times might get worse, there aren't that many people out there that are able to save any money for a rainier day. And
1: well, a lot of people spent that money after COVID. They went crazy. That's because right. they said, oh, "All this money I saved. Now, I, yeah, yeah. Yep. Let's have
2: some fun. Yeah. now Which, which so they fun. spent. Now, all of a sudden, now we're starting to see. So, so again, we keep going these huge swings yes. as opposed to trying to find that middle ground. And that's what we need to do sooner rather than later.
1: How much more difficult is it now to borrow money in these times? So much more difficult. Being what it
2: is. So I'll give you an example. The lenders have all tightened up. They For- Last year, year and a half, their due diligence on documentation, like your income needs to be sparkling good. Your credit needs to be amazing. Any little blips on your credit, and they hold it against you, and and, and they can say no. The other thing that we're finding, and especially we've really seen it this week with some lenders, is that they're starting to pull back on loan-to-values if a property is rural. So yes. generally they would do the 80%, and all of a sudden yeah. they're saying, now we're only comfortable at 70 or 75% mm-hmm. loan-to-value on those because of the marketability. So now mm-hmm. they're starting to use that word, Yeah, the but marketability. the marketability on those was through the roof too. Well, well uh, It's not, but it's it, not today.
0: But, but historically it wasn't, right? And it's not today. And I think anyone who did move out into the outskirts, anyone who did move out and had rural properties and wanted the space, wanted the land that, you know, if you weren't an experienced person with, with maintenance, that's a lot of work and it's a lot of cost. And especially now when there's, you know, people are restricted in what they can spend. If you purchase a house that anticipated renovating and now every dollar you're spending is going to pay your mortgage, you're going to pay for all the, everything else in life, food. Um, then those properties are coming up for sale and we're not seeing, we're not seeing a lot of movement in the rural properties.
1: Are there bargains to be had on rural right now?
0: I think there are bargains to be had everywhere. So if you are someone who believes that the interest rates were going to come down in the next, you know, 9 months, 10 months, then take the risk, go ahead and purchase because the prices are they're 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 lower, they're softer. I mean, they're up from last year, but they're they're down a year to date. They're up but down from from the middle of everything. So
1: crystal ball, if you decide to wait because rates are too high, mm-hmm. the minute rates start coming down, How much quicker are homes going to appreciate? And then you might be out of the market anyway. I
0: think so. I think so. And I think they're going to appreciate much quicker, particularly if the inventory remains low. And so it's this fine balance of, you know, you really have to speak to someone like Frank. You've got to speak to someone like me and you've got to look at, you know, the home today, look at its condition, look at its price, figure out what is best for you. And then if it's affordable, go for it because the the prices right now really, really are I, I think as low as they're going to go for some time, maybe. I mean, the market will be uh, very, very steady until there's a heightened optimism with interest rates.
1: Gee, when will that heightened optimism come, Frank? <laughs> it's it, it's
2: a bumpy road ahead. That's all yeah. I can say. It's I'm glad I don't have ahead. your job right now. It's, about, it's not it's not as much fun as it used to be. I still love helping people, but having to say no to people is really difficult when when I think that they deserve to be told yes. But- the, 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 the people the you're saying no are.
1: to today, would they have passed three years ago? Oh, 100%. Yeah. No, yeah.
0: no
2: questions asked. Yeah. Well, that's right? that's, that's the, the challenge,
0: difference. right? That's the challenge. And if you're on the sidelines now, are you going to wait? And, and like you said, it's a fine balance. Are you going to wait? And then the prices are going to go up? And is affordability going to remain the same or go down even?
2: If supply is an issue moving forward, then I don't see property values coming down. Do I see them stabilizing potentially and not seeing the craziness we went through in two years? Yes. But I don't see them coming down because supply always dictates what happens with with values of, of things, whether it's a home or anything else. And doing your job can't be much easier
1: either. The price of lemons must have gone up.
0: Oh, (laughs) groceries are very, very expensive, but lemons particularly, that's citrus fruit. (laughs) 521-DOC,
1: 521-8255, we'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Door in for Paul, Frank is here. And one of my favorite people. I love guys with a lot of money. If you need money, here's the guy that can take care of you. The one and only Sean Reed. How are you, Sean? Sean, are you with us?
3: <laughs> I am. <laughs> did I give you a heart attack there?
2: <laughs> you, you did. You Sean's did. like, good. are they talking about me? <laughs>
3: I, 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 exactly. I'm sitting here thinking, geez, all the yard work that I'm doing this morning. I don't know how much money I have. If I had that much money, I'd be paying something. <laughs> right no, but you have <laughs> access to all the money we need. <laughs> oh, oh. True, yeah. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for having me on. And uh, Dora, I don't think we've had the opportunity to meet, so I'll keep. Uh, we'll keep things professional. Usually, uh, when Paul's on, we give each other some jabs there. About... Oh, no, you better start oh, I... jabbing. Dora I... can I... hold I... her own. No, yeah. <laughs> Sean,
2: by the way, is also an. Always- referees. So oh, there that's you fine, go. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. So he doesn't he, want to be he offside. Us very yeah. Soon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. So. so how's it.
1: life in the private lending world?
3: Yeah, you know what? Busy. I mean, obviously, it is busy. It certainly is busy, and uh, you know what? We're we're coming into our fiscal year end here uh, for September, August thirty first being the year end, and September first being uh, you know our new fiscal year. So, um, from an investment standpoint. Our window does open up on September 1st, which really, um, you know, affords everybody the opportunity if they're invested uh, in through the entire year or fiscal year. Uh, at the end of the year, they're available for our full top up, uh, which our investors quite like. So, anyone that's listening, and, and we can certainly get into that, um, but keep that top of mind that just in the next few weeks, our fiscal year starts for September 1st. Uh, but when uh, when we talk about you know our deal flow and as Dora said, it certainly is busy. Um, you know, listening to you folks earlier today, um, just alternative business as a whole, um, you know, continues to be uh, a, a priority and a need for a lot of people. And and for the most part, it's it's short term need um, that people need to you know fix up a solution or whatever it is, um, just a short term short term need, and then move on to traditional lending. So there's certainly a demand for our space, which which echoes uh, our investors and and certainly the sentiment that our investors enjoy to hear uh, that we do have some deals that come in the door and we're able to uh, make sure that we provide our investors a a suitable rate of return.
1: John, I think if rates stay as high as they are, you're going to see more and more business, but the business you get is going to be pretty qualified, right?
3: Yeah, it it certainly is. And and every time just historically uh, in in this business, when you see an adjustment, whether it's a policy adjustment, whether it's an increase in interest rates, um, you see borrowers that have to sit out on the sidelines and, and sit on the sidelines by traditional lending, if, if you want to call it that. And then they look for solutions, you know, in our space and alternative lending um, where they can't qualify. And so for our sake, we certainly see better borrowers uh, every time there is that from what we've maybe been accustomed to. And again, we, we look at when our underwriters do their due diligence, really um, we want to make sure that we're, we're improving their situation. So maybe it is that, you know, people come to us because they need to uh, consolidate some debt, they need some higher interest rate debt, um, and that we're actually improving their cash flow. That it's not just a last solution, uh, but we want to make sure that we're doing right for everybody so that the people can, you know, in a year's time, move back into traditional lending, and and that we're certainly helping them. But, you know, as you said, Steve, it's certainly, um, you know, we we do see better quality borrowers all the time uh, just when it comes to a mere policy change or increase in interest rates.
2: Yeah, and the exit strategy is key, right, Sean? (laughs) I mean, you know, the whole idea is when you meet with a client, they don't want to be in this private mortgage long term. The goal is to be in there for a year. And in a lot of cases, you know, what I've seen with some customers is their credit scores are low because – they're at the limit on all their credit because they're having yeah. a hard time, but they've got lots of equity in their home, and they've got a mortgage that might be at two and a half percent that still has two years left on it. So you don't want to break that mortgage. All you want to do is consolidate the rest of the debt into one payment. We also see scenarios where property taxes arrears are there, uh, CRA arrears might be there, and those what about are things. Now? But those are things that that the uh, that the general institutions won't accept, right. so so they right. have no interest in paying off CRA or property tax arrears. So that's where a private mortgage comes in handy, and again, it's meant to be short-term, a year, six months, a year, and then there's an exit strategy out of there. But at renewal time, for a customer that's just renewing their mortgage the way it is, as long as they've kept their payments up to date, then they'll be offered an automatic renewal. Uh, but if, no, but they may not, yeah. Yeah, if they need to consolidate and add other debt and they don't qualify, that's where The private mortgage, in some cases, again, it's having that conversation saying, listen, the rate is better at your bank, so maybe take that one year or two year at the bank for now because they're not going to do the refinance. And then let's do a private mortgage, on the other hand, to get your debt all consolidated that a year or two from now, we can amalgamate the two together. Now, Sean, for people yeah. like
1: Frank and Dora who have more money than we'll ever see,
3: <laughs>
2: how would they go about sure.
1: investing?
3: I like how you shifted and you took me out of that equation. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. So certainly you can always reach our, reach our team um, at Advanced and, and, uh or even myself. We, our team is always available. To uh, to be able to uh, have conversations, like I said, our, our uh, investment window opens up for September 1st, um, and our, all of our information also can be found on our website at advancedmortgageinvestmentcorporation.com. Um, and our team is is willing, and we it really for us is making sure that's a suitable investment for every individual. Everyone has a different you know need and and. Uh, goals that they want to achieve. We need to make sure that it's not only a suitable investment, but also fits into everyone's goals. And and a lot of the conversations that we have for with with potential investors, but also current investors, is just how turnkey the investment is. Um, so here we are coming into our fiscal year you know, we'll we'll be pushing close to an eight percent return nice. um at the end of the day, which is which is a great and fabulous return um in this marketplace too. because uh, 'cause we're very reliant just, you know, as everyone knows, on the um on, on deal flow and, and um you know and we'll continue to do that. So and then next year, you know, what, as interest rates maybe stay the same or or even um uh, better off uh, maybe lower down throughout the next year. Um, and who knows how that will come, you know, we'd like to push over that 8% to eight and a quarter or whatever it may be, but in there, but again, that's going to be reliant upon, on deal flow, but we always look at that and, and our investors seem to be very happy with, you know, a, a turnkey investment. Um, we do have to classify it, uh, as a risky investment because it is private equity. Um, but really it's, uh, when we look at our portfolio as a whole, it performs very well. Um, you know, we, we have very, very uh, minor issues or very few issues ever with borers. Yeah, your track
1: record is incredible.
3: It, it, it certainly is. It certainly is. And the, the, the thing that is so unique about us is that um, if we have a bore that maybe is in jeopardy of not being able to make a payment, they're usually reaching out to us. And, and we're able to, to, you know, mitigate those problems. And they're very, very few, if any, on a month to month basis. Um, but that's truly the people because we do our due diligence at the at the onset and we know that we want to you know set out a plan with the borrowers to move into to uh traditional lending
2: how big's the fund sean
3: yeah we're, we're uh, quickly
2: because we're running out of time um,
3: yeah 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 we're about 75 million um and uh that w- that we have out there so uh continues to grow uh it certainly continues to grow and and we look to uh to um you know continue to grow that so if anyone does uh, they're more than happy to uh, reach out. Uh, certainly, through Frank, is as, as always a great uh, you know, person to uh, reach out to, and he can direct it to our team. Um, but as we'd certainly be welcome to any conversations, too. Dora, what is it with these mortgage guys? They can talk, hey? Eh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: thanks, yeah. Sean.
0: Happy gardening. Right, thanks so much.
1: 521 right, talk, 521 five, five. We'll be right back. <laughs>
3: We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show, on News Talk 580
1: CFRA. There's so many things to do when you're older, you know, put your <laughs> glasses on. <laughs>
2: Knock on wood, no glasses.
0: I don't Not know yet, how to eh? do that. Nope. I've got glasses, I can't read without them. Yeah, me neither. You should see the font on my phone. <laughs> Must
2: have good jeans there, Frank. Yeah. I do, actually. My parents don't wear glasses either, so I guess. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right,
1: let's go to the phone. Say hello to Helen. Hello, Helen. Hi, Helen.
0: Oh,
4: hi, guys. How are
1: you? We are wonderful. Paul's away. How much better could it
2: be?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Who bought breakfast then? Oh, Oh, good question. (laughs) If
2: if you listen to the show every week, we haven't talked about it because the deal we made at the beginning of this year is that we'll only talk about breakfast when Paul buys it, so you haven't heard (laughs) 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 about
0: it. Radio silence. Uh
2: Uh-huh.
4: Yeah. Well, my question is, uh, my daughter and her husband are looking to uh, buy a house either in the new end of Riverside South, where the new LRT is going, or. Some big LRT.
1: mistake! Big mistake! Stay away from LRT. <laughs> it doesn't work. No, <laughs> right?
4: no, no, no. So, Sorry, go ahead. Um, they're they're worried now with the affordable housing that's going to be going up. If they purchase a house for, I'm going to say 650, will that go down in value because of what's like? next door
1: Where are they planning on putting affordable housing compar- uh close to their house?
4: Uh well, they're actually they're I, they're looking at um uh, I believe th- they're there's going to be two affordable housings closer to the LRT which would be convenient for for transit and everything, shopping.
0: By affordable housing do you mean larger buildings? Like taller yeah, buildings? Define, I mean,
2: yeah, what's affordable housing these days?
0: Well, Here. the affordable housing for, like, a like a single-income
4: family, affordable housing for, you know, people that can't... It'll, you mean, it'll like, be subsidized a, housing? No, not subsidized.
2: Affordable so renting, housing, to me, is for your right, for single yeah. people to be able to get into a home and have a head start, yeah. and whether it's right. rented or owned... I don't know that that's every- so bad. We're going to start seeing a lot more of it, listen, so yeah, we, we might as well get used to it.
0: Yeah, and I think every location has its heads pluses and its minuses, right? If you're if you're purchasing a property close to public transportation, that's going to have some pluses. If you pro- purchase a property on a golf course near some water, you're going to pay more for it, but then it might appreciate a bit more as well. So, you know, if they're comfortable in purchasing where they're where they are and that, you know, gives them what they want in a house – then, depending on what type of housing you're speaking about, I mean, it's it's hard to sort of know. But I I don't see that there's too much issue with it.
1: Would it be a new build, Helen? The it's affordable housing.
0: Build.
1: Yes. Yeah. See, that wouldn't be so
2: bad. It's That'll, not like you're moving into a rundown neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to think that the builder's done their homework too, and and done their marketing as, as as to, you know, what what's gonna what kind of income those properties are gonna generate. You know, what they can build them for. Uh, so I'd like to think that. From a supply issue again. I mean, we talked about the earlier segment, uh, Dora nice. and I, where where there's a supply issue. So I so I think getting into a home is not a bad idea, and I don't think the supply issue is going away anytime soon. So well,
0: and if they're are they buying buying new? You said yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, the the nice thing about buying new today is that there is no further, you know, capital investment. Once you buy your eaves troughs and your air conditioning and your window blinds, you're really not putting a lot of investment into renovating and doing that sort of thing. So, you know, though their their payments might be higher. They're not, they're able to budget. So if this is something that they like, if architecturally the house appeals to them, you know, every person is going to buy a house based on personal circumstances. And, you know, location is key always, but for, and, but affordability, right? With, the only thing
1: with buying new is you got to make sure you know what the vacant land around you correct. is going to be. Yes,
0: this you've is, got to know. This, what is, this
4: was my next question. Can they ask the developer what the plan is for
0: what will be built? They, they the certainly can they, they certainly can and they should and, check the, zoning. Um, and ke- check the zoning, but please do understand that until somebody breaks ground, they can apply for for changes and, and permit changes and it can it can go from you know single family to multi-story to all sorts of things.
1: Helen, just okay. before I let you go, I gotta I gotta bring you up to date. I just got a text from Paul. He said he bought breakfast last week. Gotta get it out there. <laughs> he did? <laughs> well, at okay, least that's what, that's,
2: really <laughs> that's what he said. Not for me. I didn't get anything, so he bought himself breakfast. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend.
0: Guys. Thanks, Thanks so, much so much for the call. Thanks, okay. Ellen. Bye bye.
1: Okay. That's one thing. If you're buying in an established neighborhood, you
2: know what's around. That's
0: you. right. Yeah. That could change,
2: but that could change. It look, can at the, change look, look at the, look at you the you know, golf look courses. Seeing, the golf courses. Yes. Look at what we're seeing with the buildings now that they're complaining about experimental farm yes. and the big buildings. Yep. Everything I mean, can change. I don't think anybody in that neighborhood expected you know an eighteen or twenty story building to be there. 30 so 30 All of a sudden, stories, that I mean, changes. Yep. So,
0: and and I mean, there is there's a lot of change, and I think as Ottawa's growing and we're getting a lot more infill, we've got to be um, start getting used to the fact that there are going to be some very very large homes besides some homes that aren't quite as expensive, right? So if you look at larger cities in Toronto, as an example, you, and, and even in Ottawa, there are streets where you can go from a multi-million-dollar um, infill to something that's been there for years and years and years. And so- And
1: we're going to see more and more high rises. We have we, to build up.
0: We have to, we have to build up where we don't have a lot of land and we also don't, you know, affordability is eroding and it's just just the way it is.
1: So if you buy rural, you don't have to worry
0: about that. Yeah, if you buy rural, you don't have to worry about that. But you've got other maintenance costs and all sorts of things. So, you, yeah.
1: Are rural properties a bargain, though? Can you get a half-decent price right now on a rural property?
0: Well, I mean, define rural, right? There are some beautiful estate homes that are rural, and uh, those uh, those homes are not uh, they're not really depreciating in value. So if you're looking at multi million dollar homes on you know estate lots with pools and and three car garages and that sort of thing, those are really holding their value. But what about an entry level
1: home? If you want to get into a, a detached home,
0: if you want to get into a detached home, certainly the outskirts and, and rural offer an option for that. Um, you've got to sort of consider then, you know, depending on the age of the house, your heating costs might be might be higher. Depending on if your kids are going to school, what the transportation is going to be, and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's uh, it there's a, there's a lot uh, that goes into buying a house, right? It's 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 more than just a financial calculation. It's got to be right for for you as a family.
2: What about qualifying for rural? Well, no different. The only thing that uh, goes into rural properties is whether the property itself meets the criteria that the lender's looking for. So, uh, you know, in a scenario where, and, and again, I mean, I've come across, just when I think that every property has hydro, I've come a pro- across property that people are buying that doesn't have hydro. And it's like, the lenders aren't comfortable with that because the one thing everybody has to remember, when you're borrowing money, regardless of how much of a down payment you have, the pro- the lender will always, always say, if something were to go wrong and we take the property back, that property has to be marketable. We're not in the business of holding on to real estate. If, if, if a mortgage is going south and they have to take the property over, their goal is to sell it in 30 days, not for it to sit there for six months or a year and for them to wait for somebody to buy it. They don't want to hang on to it that long. So you know, if a property doesn't have hydro on it or if a property has a flaw in it, Floodplain is something else we're seeing, right? That's a flaw. For them, You know, as far as they're concerned, if they have to sell the house and the floodplain issue comes up, well, then it limits how many people are interested in buying it. So, therefore, they're not interested. So, you know, it's just something for people to consider. And, you know, I hear people say all the time, they have billions. What's their problem? They should be lending. No, they're still a business. As much as the banks could be critical and I could be critical of the banks for the way they do business sometimes – At the end of the day, they're, you know, they're representing their shareholders and they got to protect their shareholders and they will make decisions based on what's best for them and their bottom line every time. Could it get any tighter? Well, again, I mean, right now, the risk is that delinquencies are going to start to go up because so many Canadians are struggling and all the savings that have accrued during COVID are starting to wear, wear down. We're seeing trustees talk about the fact that they are so busy with consumer proposals, with with insolvencies. So we're starting to see the signs of of our economy starting to crack. The numbers don't show it, the statistics don't show it, uh, but at some point, many feel that the statistics will start to show it and, and expect in 2024, anybody buying from a builder, if your closing date is in 2024 and 2025, if you qualify now, and you can make ends meet now, the chances will be pretty good that rates should be lower by the time you get possession of the property and therefore you should be in better financial shape. Different story two years ago. Different story two years ago. Five, but two people one talk. didn't know it. But people didn't know it. Because, right. yeah, yeah. Well, again, nobody... they didn't expect rates to be this high. That's no. where people are struggling right yeah. now. 521-TALK, yeah.
1: five, five two one eight two five five. back with our final segment after this. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back. Door is in for Paul. Frank is here. Can we talk a minute about being proactive if you have a mortgage coming up for
2: renewal or you're getting a little bit
1: tight? Mm-hmm.
2: Very proactive from a standpoint of, you know, start to figure out where you're at with your credit. Nothing wrong with checking your own credit ahead of time. Because credit scores are very instrumental in being able to get qualified at the discounted rates as opposed to having to pay a premium and maybe go into alternate financing. Do they look at both credit scores, TransUnion and Equifax? They could. They could. That being said, most Because they're rarely lenders, the same, right? They are rarely the same. They they each have a little bit of a different scoring. They're usually fairly close together. But you're right. Where I've seen you know, an Equifax score at 680 and then a, a TransUnion score at 740 and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So- um. Again, the goal is to be mid sixes and higher, that's always the goal. What you want to stay away from is missing payments obviously hurts your credit tremendously, but I've also had a number of clients that have never missed a payment, yet their scores are in the fives, and only because they've got multiple credit cards that are at the it limit took- or, or personal lines of credits that are at the limit they or like over the limit. Yeah. They like to see 50% or below. They like to see minimum 50, but even if you can get it to 70% below. Your credit score will be better. So I hate to say, go out and get a, get yourself another credit card because last thing you need is another credit card. But if you need to get your score up and you're still six months or seven months away from maturity, it might make sense to either go to your bank and maybe get a debt console loan to pay off the credit cards ahead of time, or try to get a personal line of credit and then spread the payments or spread the balances out over over the number of facilities so that you're. At that seventy percent mark, because then your score will go up, and then when your mortgage comes up for maturity, your chances of getting approved are much higher.
1: As far as mortgages go, are you seeing people now trying to sell their homes because they know they're getting in trouble?
0: I think so. I think that there are some there are some people who are proactively getting ahead of it, just because they know that they're they're approaching a time where you know they're stretched a bit too far, and better to get ahead right now. And it might um, be worth
1: it because this could be temporary, right? You sell your house when rates come down. That's right. Things could be a little bit easier. That's right.
0: That's right. Things can be a little bit easier, but I think for all of those people who are putting their house up for sale, um, I can't emphasize how important it is for buyers today, for the current buyer pool, uh, turnkey houses. So if you can do something to your house to to make it more uh, appealing, more favorable to a buyer, please do so, right? Put a fresh coat of paint on, clean it up, make it look fresh, bright, inviting, because- you Clean know, and
1: bright's got to be number one and two, though. Clean
0: right? and bright is, in, is, is very important. So, you know, location's going to be key. Um, condition is is so so important and clean and bright and, and welcoming because you know despite the inventory being low there is uh there there are homes and there are choices for people and there are not a lot of buyers so if you have a buyer coming through your door you want to capitalize on that
1: you know what's scary? We're already, if you want to be in a house by Christmas, yeah, you got to get on it now.
0: Absolutely. Especially with the days on market increasing. You've got to get on it now and, uh, you know, days on market are increasing. And then if you're looking at about a 60 to 90 day close, we're, we're Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Especially uh, if you
1: want to get settled in a little bit before right. the holidays. That's
0: right. And well, if you, if you look at, uh, I always judge seasons by Costco. Costco's got their, uh, Halloween costumes out. No so, Christmas <laughs> yet? <laughs> no, but, not that I saw. <laughs> what
2: are they waiting for? Oh, they're waiting Halloween. I, I got the Halloween, but I suspect in the next week or two we're going to we'll see Christmas, Christmas lights. Stuff yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, wouldn't yeah.
2: surprise yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The seasons go by. So they fast.
0: do. They go by very quickly. But I think, I mean, you've got to. Uh, if if you are thinking of putting your house up the next few months, call me, call us, get the photos done because the the yards are looking beautiful this year. The summer grass is still green, the flowers are out, um, you know, very warm. Particularly if you have a pool. I uh, I just listed a property in Orleans, gorgeous pool with a uh, park across the street. It's that's uh, it's. it's you're, a lot of people are not going to spend money on travel. And if you're sort of selling the staycation, it's it's remarkable what uh, Summer Pictures will do for the sale of your home.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking the next year or so, there's going to be a lot more staycations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, take advantage of, of the homes that have the pools, that have the hot tubs, that have all of that uh, included. And uh, um, go from there.
1: How many listings are we at right now?
0: Uh, Four, I think we Still are at 4000 uh, 4000 wow. 4062 4, with uh 2800 residential and uh condos up to 626 wow yeah
2: and the rates right now frank unchanged from last week you're in the fives more or less high in the fives. bond market uh th- depending on your circumstances anywhere between the mid fives to the high fives is what you're looking at these days it's high it it's <laughs> a do. lot it's a lot more than it was. It's a lot more sure. than it was. That's for sure. Can't believe years ago, like
1: a year ago, two years ago, we we're talking about Twos. how much money you're putting down in yep. principal.
2: Now, what right. are you doing for principal? Yeah. Not not as much. I mean, less than fifty percent now is, yeah. is principal. So it's unfortunate. Birthdays. Uh, I want to talk about first. I always talk about supporting local businesses and charities. And the congratulations to Napoli's restaurant in Stitzville, uh, Basil and Milad, who held the golf tournament raising money for the uh, Ottawa Regional Cancer Foundation. So great great turnout and uh again uh they lost their mom a few years ago cancer and uh they did a really good job of that so congratulations to them i was i was uh, very happy to be a part of it again so they uh, still invite you huh? they still invite <laughs> me yeah, yeah they still invite <laughs> me so uh, happy birthday are one of the most loyal listeners we have and always giving us uh data and always sending us articles and stuff mike car shadow happy birthday to mikey and uh uh, Waldo, my good friend Mike DiPaolo, his wife, Renala, celebrating her birthday. She is four months older than me, so I always respect my elders. So happy birthday (laughs) to Nala. And uh, my mom and dad. So my dad passed away, as many know, in May, and today would have been their 62nd wedding anniversary. So uh, I'm going to go see my mom right after this, bring her some flowers like my dad would have done. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So nice. Now I feel all warm.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, and a uh, happy birthday to uh, Ron Rushforth, Post. his dad. Yeah. So happy birthday, Ron, and I hope you have a great day.
1: All right, Dora, how do we get a hold of you?
0: Dora at paulrushforth.com or uh, give uh, give me a call.
2: Frank N. And at mortgagebrokersauto.com. And Sean wanted us to pass the Advanced Mortgage Investment Corporation uh, uh, phone number as well, uh, 613-274-0055 if anyone's interested in, on the investment side. So. And uh, the website? Uh, amic.com. Ooh, uh, I, there's I a know. link for mortgage brokers. There is. Yeah, yeah. You go to yeah. mortgagebrokersauto.com. There's a link there as well. So I win. I stump the yeah. chair. <laughs> Have a great week, folks. Bye, Have
1: everybody. A great week. Support local business and charities.